Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Peter Dowdell, theirishgardener.com, uh, joining me this afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Peter. Good afternoon, Patricia. How are you? I'm very well. Now, we had wonderful, wonderful weather and the rain is back. And, and, but I suppose the gardens need it, do they? Well, I don't know about the gardens, but you know, when I'm looking at the pictures of London, I'm very glad to see the rain. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest, yeah. But, uh, I'd rather this climate any day of the week. Um, and yeah, the gardens do need it. Now, the gardens can tolerate um, what we've gone through, no problem. Uh, if it was for any length of time, they'd be under pressure, but it wasn't really. So they'd be fine. The only thing you'd be very conscious of is any new plants, Trish. So anything, what I mean by new is anything that was planted in the last 12 months, uh, you'll need to be paying very close to eye to watering right now. Yeah, because even though we're getting we're getting some rain, but not a lot. No, we're not we're not getting a lot at all. Uh, now that may change. I think there's a couple of days coming where we might get some, but who knows? But uh, but as I say, mature plants, mature stuff in the garden, and even your lawn, which may look very brown and very under under stress, that'll be fine. But any any new plants is what you want to be careful of. Okay, water, water, water. Susan says uh, for Peter, any chance that Peter could identify this plant? And Susan sent on a picture in time that I was able to get it on uh, to Peter. It has grown up under where I was feeding birds seeds I've left it to see what will develop can you work out what it is you know I can't I just saw the picture there a couple of minutes ago and I had a look at it I'm, I'm not 100% sure I'm, I'm of what it is from the photograph uh, I suspect it definitely is some kind of a wildflower that came out of a seed mix it might be one of the figworts so if maybe have a, have a, if Susan Googles figwort uh, she'll see it it's similar they grow quite tall quite quickly uh, it might be one of them that, that that's I'm not 100% sure that it is, though, but uh, but have a look. And maybe send us in a few other pictures of it, maybe close-ups of the little flowers or anything like that, and I'll see if I can help more. But that, And we have heard of that happening before, haven't we, with other people oh, on the field? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It does, and it does happen you, where you get little seedlings from the bird seed mix. And I was actually interesting. I've just come from a, a client's garden there this morning, and he, he has some, which I've never seen before, he has some wild sunflowers growing. So he planted some sunflower seeds himself, yeah. but in a, in a different part of the garden where they m- removed a mature hedge late last autumn and the soil all got turned. You now have, uh, it must be 10 or 12 
and really big, strong plants of, of, of sunflowers. And he didn't plant any seed there. There was no bird seed or there, nothing like that. Must have been seed that was in the soil that was still viable. I hadn't seen it before. Oh, incredible. Fascinating, yeah. That is incredible. Hi, could you ask Peter what is wrong with my monkey puzzle tree? It's oozing white sap from the base. Oh, it's... It could be bad news, unfortunately. I don't want to jump straight to that. But with monkey puzzles, they tend to be problem, or they tend to be problem free, except when there's a serious problem. So, uh, and there there is a fungal infection which kind of hollows out the stem of the the trunk of the of the monkey puzzle. No, I don't want to alarm the the, the caller that it may not be this. But uh, the only thing I would advise in this is I'm not going to even attempt to give uh, advice over the phone is to get a qualified tree surgeon or arborist up to have a look at it and, and to see if they can give you proper advice on it because particularly if it's a mature monkey puzzle uh, you'd want you, you know it's precious and you'd, you'd want to get the correct advice so I would yeah, get on and actually they've sent on a picture it really is oozing this horrible looking stuff from the well, basement if you send me on that picture I will have a look at it yeah. and I'll come back to you next week okay again. no problem I, I will send it on uh, after we've finished the uh, slot hi uh, Peter my son has gone mad into gardening I love these kind of questions but how did one carrot come out white says Ger in Coachford the others are orange just this one one white carrot I don't know is the short answer. And it's a fine <laughs> big know. carrot. It is the size of a human. It's because it, um, they've put it down in a picture with a big, with a, with a, it, ad, it looks like an adult hand beside it. It's a fine big carrot. I don't know is the short answer. That's a new one on me. Uh, it's probably as edible as, I, as the I, orange ones, I, I, is it? Oh, I would say more, most likely it's just obviously it's lacking in carotene, which is what gives it the orange okay. colour. Now, there are varieties which give different shades, but uh, but I will. I'll ask around, actually, on that one to see if anybody else has, has encountered that or what might be the cause. And I well done. It's just an aberration. And keep this, tell the sun, keep up the gardening. It's a, it's a great thing for, for children to get involved in, isn't it, at a young age? Oh, absolutely. I, I developed my love of it when I was about three or four now. Look most at people, you. Most people, most people grow out of it. I went the other way. Well done. Well done. Mary in uh, Colin, could you ask Peter, please, when is the correct month to cut back geraniums? The, well, your geraniums, which I, I'm guessing that she's talking about the, the kind of what we call the bedding geraniums, so your your pelargoniums, actually, that, that are being flowered now and through the summer. So they would they would be what we term frost tender, Trish. So they'd have to come in uh, during the winter months and really, it's before they come back into growth next spring that I would cut them back. So maybe kind of mid, early to mid next March is when I'd cut them back. Now, there's no harm at all if you want, when you're deadheading them at the moment during the summer months, if you want to cut them back a bit, you can absolutely do that. But, uh, but normally I would give them their proper haircut, if you like, in kind of middle of March. Margaret says, we've got a miniature apple tree. It's got 20 apples on it, but they all appear to be very crowded together. Should we pick some of them to give them more room to grow? You know, it might be no harm at all if you thin out the fruit like that, because what can often happen is if it is congested and if there's a few a few fruits coming from the one fruiting spur that they can all fail to develop properly. So if you remove, let's say, uh, up to half of them, then you're you're allowing more space and more more of the energy of the plant to go into making bigger fruit. So it will be no harm, yeah. I have two apple trees, says another listener. They have a white, furry, sticky coating on some of the branches. What is the cause of it and how do I treat it? Now, they're full of apples and they don't seem to be affecting the fruit in any way. That's most likely, now without seeing it, I'm guessing, but it's most likely a thing called woolly aphid, which is, you know, a very descriptive name. It's the larvae of a particular aphid, which gives this kind of woolly, kind of nearly cotton wool-like look on, on the stems. Uh, but the best way to approach it is if it's not a heavy infestation, if it's just on a couple of branches well, and, and the growing tips, 
if it's if it's practical to just literally take a secateurs and remove those infected ones without without taking away the whole tree, if you know what I mean, then that is what I would do. However, if it's more widespread, uh, I would go at it just, I, I'd go at it by hand with a very soft brush and some soapy water and just literally just physically remove it. It's, it's, it'll take a bit of time, but it's, it's, an, it's instant, obviously. You're not waiting for anything to work. And you're, you can't put any chemicals on it, obviously, because it's, it's uh, something that you're going to be eating. Um, uh, so, yes, yeah, just go at it with warm, soapy water and a soft brush uh, and off you go. Ita in Mallow has a yellow rose. It's about five years old. It's flowered every year, but this year no flowers, only the leaves. It looks fine and healthy. It just hasn't got any buds on it this year. What's gone wrong? I would say, I wouldn't throw my hat on the jet anyway. So number one, it might be a bit early, though. I mean, roses are in full bloom at the moment, well, a lot of them. But um, uh, I would say, it, it doesn't say if it's growing in a pot or in the ground, but it, it, even either are, I would think it's it's just lacking in potassium and phosphorus and the nutrients to make it flower. Okay, now roses, and I've said we've said this before, Trish. We've talked about it before. They can be very hungry plants. So, um, you know, a lot of plants as they mature, they don't really need any feeding to do well. They get everything from the soil. But roses can be a bit different. And quite simply, the more you feed them, the better they're going to do. And I would feed them with a good quality rose food because not all ro- rose foods are equal. If you like. Goulding's, which is an Irish brand, do a very good liquid one, a liquid rose feed, which I find very good. But get yourself any good quality rose feed, uh, put it on the, the rose now, on the root, the root area, not the foliage. Uh, whichever one you use, just follow the directions, whether you repeat it fortnightly or monthly, uh, and, and do it a few times this season. And, uh, you know, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't throw my hat at it. You may still get blooms this year. Yeah, and the fact that the leaves are all perfect and, and whatever, it's just it certainly is lacking in something. Hi, uh, Peter. I have a pest in my garden. It is like a caterpillar, uh, but it's not. He's brown, fluffy and yellow spots on its back. They have destroyed an old shrub of mine by eating all the leaves off same and have left the shrub bare. The shrub is beside an old wall and it seems like something laid eggs and then these caterpillar type creatures emerged from it. Any advice would be much appreciated from a Limerick listener. Well, for the Limerick listener, unfortunately, any any advice I give is probably too late now for this year because the, the caterpillars are the caterpillar type thing has has done its damage for this year and moved on. So, I, I would say the good news is that it, they have moved on and they they go on now to become butterflies or moths or whatever it was. Um, but for next year, I would look at you know you need to look at maybe protecting it. So I would look at and again this is something we've often mentioned, which a garlic wash where you you mix mix uh, garlic with water. And again, in fact, I have a, I put it up on my Facebook page there just this week. Um, how to make a garlic wash? It's 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 on in a video. It's it's one I did with Dahi. Um, I think it's one of the most recent videos on the Irish Gardener, my own Facebook page, and you'll see exactly how to do it. Or even Google how to how to make a garlic wash for plants. And what that will do, Trish, is it it will um, it it will deter. It will make the plant that you drench totally unpalatable to a wide range of insects, including these caterpillars and maggots. So that's what I would use. Another thing you could try, and I find this very effective as well. Uh, is and in fact I wrote an article about this recently in the Examiner so you'll find that online too about nasturtiums so nasturtiums are these annual plants which I'm sure you know and they grow in mm-hmm. lovely orange, red and yellow flowers but they're a fantastic companion plant so they're a brilliant plant to have in the garden for many reasons but the, one of them being that if you use it as a, a control plant if you like it's very often used next to brassicas uh, like cabbages and things like that where the, the, the nasturtium will attract the caterpillars more than the others 
so it keeps your crops safe, but the nasturtiums, of course, will, will sacrifice themselves for it. Uh, so you could try using planting some nasturtiums to draw. They, they might find the nasturtium more attractive and more tasty than, than the shrub that they ate. Uh, so I would try one of those two plants for next year, but I would say for this year, it, they've probably moved on by now anyway, and the damage is done. Mary in Ballyduff uh, says her window boxes, they appear to be all leaves with very little flowers. Should she cut off some of the leaves? Would that encourage growth of the flowers? Well, it, it might be no harm to remove a few leaves. Yes, certainly. To, to, I don't know what plant she's using in there now, but, but uh, it would be no harm to, to remove some of the leaves to let more sunshine in there. But also, and this is probably even more important, uh, feed them heavily at the moment. Again, it's, you're in artificial conditions. In other words, they're not in the, 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 the ground. You're, you want an instant display. So you really need to promote the flowers, and you'll do that by using a tomato food. So a good quality tomato food, like the Nature Safe one, which is another Irish one, um, that's a very good quality tomato food that'll help to promote flowers. So I would get something like that on them straight away. Okay, and when you were talking watering, uh, Liz was on to say she has what she describes as palm trees uh, set in her garden about four years ago. Does she still have to worry about watering them now that they're four years in the ground? I would say no is the short answer. No, it's something four years. But of course, with the extreme temperatures that we're all seeing, thankfully we haven't really experienced them here yet and hopefully we won't. But if if it gets much hotter, you'd have to pay attention to it. But I suppose if it gets hotter, we'll probably have hosepipe bands anyway. But but no, a plant that's been in the ground four years, you would say it's safe enough. But but, but keep an eye on it at the same time. Okay, Ger is in the city. Says, hi, Peter. How do you get rid of black leaf spot on Mahonia, Fuchsia and some other shrubs? When you have a black leaf spot, now it, 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 it may be the same fungal infection, but it's more likely host-specific leaf spot. So you have Mahonia leaf spot, Fuchsia leaf spot, but they're all fungal infections. So the kind of advice is the same for all of them. Uh, and that is, in the first instance, you remove the, uh, as much infected growth as possible. So prune off as much of the, the leaves that have that spot on it leaving clean leaves behind you uh, and again don't leave the leaves at the base of the plant because it'll just get back into the soil um, I wouldn't even put them in the compost bin I'd, I'd get rid of them off site um, then you treat the infection once you've removed physically as much as you can then you treat it uh, and what I always use is the, the copper sulphate which is, so, so mix the copper sulphate with water uh, and then apply the solution drench it around the root system of all those different plants and then finally like ourselves you, you give the plant a tonic to, to build it up again and hopefully make it more resistant uh, to, to, to getting these infections in the first place so again a good liquid seaweed feed uh, or good quality plant food should help Okay have you a busy week coming up? Very, very busy. It's that time of the year, isn't it? And of course, everyone's thinking gardening at the moment. I suppose, thank God. But uh, just a quick shout out, if I may, again, Trish. I know I mentioned it last week, John Terry. Um, I, I might have made a mistake there. I thought it was last weekend, but it's actually this weekend, the 24th of this month. John John Terry and Hilary Nason are opening their fantastic garden down in Cloyne in East Cork for the hospice again for Marymount. It's the last open garden for the hospice for Marymount in their garden trail. Do make an effort to go and see it. You'll thank yourself because it's a fabulous, fabulous garden. Uh, and of course, what a brilliant all, way to support the hospice. And all native hospice. Listen, uh, have a great week and we'll talk to you next uh, Wednesday, Peter. Thank you for that. Thanks, Trish. That's uh, Peter Dowd of the Irish Garden Doc. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.